News Talk Breakfast. In association with AIR. Seamless connections with Ireland's number one broadband provider. The war in Ukraine has entered its 27th day and Russia's assault shows no sign of slowing down. We are joined now by uh, Tanya Kozireva, who is an investigative journalist based in Dnipro. Uh, Tanya, could you start just, if you will, by bringing us up to speed on the latest developments overnight? Well, um the latest development, uh, I think, over the last week is that the evacuation of Mariupol is ongoing and uh, people, civilians who would like to, I mean, who uh, desperately wanted to leave the city, but they hadn't this opportunity before because of the siege, um, they uh, they can leave now. I mean, over the last two days, I think more than 30,000 um People of Mariupol left already the city, and uh, we met uh, many of them uh, in Zaporizhia. It's a city uh, which, like usually, the uh, the road to uh, Zaporizhia from Mariupol takes two hours. But for those people who decided to leave uh, Mariupol, it took almost two days. And um, as many of them described, uh, it's not only the siege that was a nightmare for uh, every one of them just because they lost their apartment building some of them lost their relatives and loved ones um they described uh, the streets of the city which was covered uh with dead bodies and it was um it was military and civilians and nobody was burying body just because there was no i mean it was so dangerous to yeah. do that that you know, they were just there. Um, uh, and T- Tanya, I, I know you've spoken to some of those uh, who were actually shelled during the evacuation, including yeah. including children. They must have been deeply traumatized by what they experienced. So we saw some of them. We haven't talked to them because uh, they are unconscious right now. I mean, they're. Um, I mean, they were in intensive care. They're getting intensive care in the hospital of Zaporizhia. And um, we spoke to their relatives. Um, In one case, the grandmother survived and she witnessed how like her whole family was shelled, you know, and um, it's um, it's not only kid who got uh, badly wounded into his stomach, you know, uh, but then. Uh, it's like mother and father and then grandfather. So the whole family uh, got onto the shelling. And um, right now they're in different hospitals all, all over the Zaporizhia. And this grandmother is like visiting every day three hospitals. And uh, when we were in this child hospital, you know, she was... Um, that was a devastating uh, and very grim picture just because, you know, she, at one point she just falls on her knees and start begging, you know, to like, you know, start begging us like foreign journalists just to, to, to stop this war, you know, to, to tell everybody that, uh, to tell the authorities, to tell the world leaders to intervene. And to stop this war just because the kids are dying, you know, and to see even to see those kids who are, you know, who are badly wounded and some of them, you know, don't have legs or hands. And some of them um, got 
the bullet into the jaws. It, it's just it's just devastating picture. You know, it's uh, it's something that you will never forget. <clears throat> I'm sure. Uh, just uh, briefly before you go, Tanya, you're you're in uh, Dnipro. Uh, uh, what are things like in Dnipro at the moment? Uh, at Dnipro, at the moment, uh, the situation is uh, more or less quiet. Uh, the sirens, at least twice a day, I would say two or three times a day, but um, I would say uh, nothing. Uh, there was no reported casualties uh, last few days, and there was no, no reporting uh, targets, uh, so the, the bomb, bomb targets. So I think uh, in Dnipro so far, the situation is not that bad. The problem is that Dnipro is too close to Zaporizhia, you know, and um, in Zaporizhia, in the city, it's still quiet. But uh, if you, you will go to the sur- suburbs, it's the situation is really bad. And um, one of one of the cases that we um, described in the piece from the child hospital was about Masha, uh, the 15 years old girl from um, the small uh, city or the small village Pologi. And uh, she got shelled while she was walking around with her uh, mother, you know. And again, her grandmother is describing the city as there is no like military bases or there is no military at all, Ukrainian military. And she just, you know, she was saying that there is no clear understanding why would they shell this special village or why would they shell the suburbs of the uh, city Zaporizhia just because, you know, it's a... It's 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 hard to understand the logic, and it's clearly something that uh, you know that can prove that uh, President Putin is uh, probably lying when he's saying that uh, they are shelling only military bases. We can see a lot of casualties among kids and civilians. Uh, Tanya, I, I read your copy in the in the Telegraph uh, on that, and, and particularly in relation to fifteen year old uh, Masha, and it is incredibly uh, just, it's just sad to read. Um, but look, thank you indeed. Uh, a very difficult uh, situation for you to be in, uh, and we really appreciate you uh, talking to us uh, this morning. Uh, Tanya Kozureva, their investigative journalist uh, based in Dnipro, uh, uh, Kira presenting uh, uh, a horrific picture of the brutality of the war being visited on Ukraine by Vladimir Putin. Yeah, and, and I think it is a hard listen and for people out there listening, I, I, I'm sure it's stopping them in their tracks, but, but that is the reality of what is happening to the Ukrainian people. It is graphic, it is devastating, it is violent and it is, it is brutal, Shane, you're absolutely right. 